cutting edge revolutionary technology out there, uh, specifically narrow and wide web printers. A myth right now is that really high quality print is gonna be some kind of a litho. Yeah, I love this show, man. So we have a lot of new products. How kids have a career path, tremendous opportunities for them to grow through their career path. To me, it's a game changer. Welcome to Ink and Updates, your touch point for the flexographic industry. Stay informed about industry news and advertise your business or service to the community. Hello and welcome back to Ink and Updates, brought to you by Interactive Inks and Coatings, your touch point to the flexographic industry. I am Craig Tinarella. With me, as always, is Tom Brennan, and today we're going to be talking about industry news and what's going on. Uh, you know. Well, wait a minute. I, I think I think before we start talking about industry news, we what? We need to go back to just a little bit of review okay, of the what? madness that happened last week regarding okay. some of our favorites <laughs> All right. in uh, so you... flexographic technologies and packaging and uh, green. Well, I'm listening. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I want to talk really. I want to get back to your favorite label about the plant plantable seeds in a pack label. I mean, that was that was number one for you. Yeah. Uh, you thought it was a. Uh, Novelty, basically. A novelty, yeah. and uh, you were going to Dennis Leary it out the window, your pink Cadillac. Right. So I did a little bit of research uh, based on this label, and I found it to be tied to a, a internet site of buzzaboutbees.net, okay. and um, basically it is a novelty. It's an add-on label to uh, certain so, products. Okay, so if I'm reading this clearly, uh, you... So they so, actually made a label with this then? Yeah, so they actually made a label, and it really it's an add-on to a different product that would help uh, promote the crisis with regards to uh, bees and how, they're, and how they're dying. Okay. Okay, but what I did find was the grown-up version of they've taken the plant, implanting seeds into uh, labels. All right. And now L'Oreal has come out with the very and, – and really they've launched – a shower-proof, water-resistant paper bottle made from 100% recycled post-consumer product or post-consumer paper. Okay. Uh, it's very eco-friendly. It's the grown-up version of a Cracker Jack box. You, you ever have Cracker Jacks when you were a kid? I, no, I have no idea. What You've never are. had a Cracker Jack? I mean, I've heard of them. The Cracker Jacks, is that the caramel thing? Yeah, it's caramel and peanuts. Yeah. Like you know, it's like when you go to a ball game. You okay. Yes, I've, I've heard of Cracker Jacks. There's the yeah. They have toys in the box. They don't have toys. They used to have tattoos. Like the so they might have a, like a, a stick-on temporary tattoo. I think that's just a little before my generation, but I have heard of them. I know right, I'm bringing Jacks a box are. of Cracker Jacks in. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this has taken this uh, plantable seed label. Now they have an entire bottle uh, that's 100% uh, biodegradable, 100% made out of paper, not even made out of plastic. And, uh, okay. and they, have a little, they got a little heirloom uh, seeds inside. I see. So you could plant it if you wanted to, I guess. Yeah. This is interesting because, honestly, I wouldn't think of, um, you know, something that you would keep in the shower being made out of paper. You <laughs> no, know, right. probably has a, a pretty good coating on there, but okay. All right, so fine. I'll take it. It seems like an advertisement for uh, basically greener technology. So I, I submit that that's kind of a cool technology. All right, so before we go any further, I wanted to talk uh, briefly about one of the topics that we talked about last week, which was ID Label. Um, right. Which is, they were basically turning all of their food waste, without going into too much detail, they were turning all of their, not food waste, sorry, all of their production waste into renewable food energies, um, or fuel, renewable fuel energies. Um, and what we didn't talk about is we were getting calls 
basically how can you do this? Sure. Right, so I found the article here and I looked them up. So ID label has teamed with convergent energy. So I went and looked up convergent energy. I mean, the reason why this is important is that ID label produces more than 500 tons of waste a year. And by working with this company, they've been able to reduce that uh, almost 100%. Right. So if you head on over to convergentenergy.com and you go into um, you know their fuels and you get a hold of these guys, basically what they do is they take the waste from a number of different industries. Obviously, this isn't just uh, you know for printing and stuff. But they use their fuel pellets that they create from your waste, and they uh, use it in stoker boilers and industry power plants to reduce coal consumption, uh, in circulating fluid, fluidized bed and bubbling fluid, fluidized bed boilers. What the heck is that? I have no idea, but it's on their website, so I assume it's important. <laughs> Say that ten times. Right? Yeah, no. But blended with biomass to improve energy rating and help moisture control, and then uh, oh. blended with coal at fuel terminals for customers to improve the handling of coal and to meet corporate renewable fuel targets. So essentially what we're doing here is we're, we're taking uh, waste from our industry and we're turning it into uh, fuel to reduce coal consumption. So definitely uh, something that maybe people would want to look into. So that's convergentenergy.com. Nice. All right. Now to today's news. Da, 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 da. You got the big we, one we, you wanted we, to we talk need, about. We need a, we need a, we need a sound <laughs> a drum effect roll? There I can something. probably find a, dr uh, a drum roll sound effect. Yeah, so, uh, look, I found this. It really doesn't have anything to do with flexible packaging, but uh, for me, this is the, uh, again, with the, a shimmer in the force, is a chill can presents a new twist on the demand of cold beverages. Have you ever been, like, at a picnic and you've got your uh, Coca-Cola or maybe a... What, well, Uncle, Uncle Ted forgot to pick up the... Uh, the ice? Yeah, you know, Uncle Ted forgets to bring the ice, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, you know, you got to go all the way, you got to leave the park, and you got to go down the street over here. Uh, basically, what this product does is, it's a can that you twist the the top of it, and it automatically chills your beverage. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to read through this really quickly. So this has got to be. I mean, there's nothing quite base. refreshing as a cold drink. <laughs> I bet it makes a cool sound too when you twist it. And yet, and yet, consumers with their busy lives are always on the go. Well, that's right. I mean, you don't always remember to put your Coke into the refrigerator before you go to work. Or whatever, you have a nice cold drink when you get to work. Or I don't know. Is this is just for alcohol beverages? It could be for any beverage. Without. I mean, so I guess I have to understand how the technology... I mean, these are like first-world problems, right? Oh, right. I don't have... I mean, <laughs> my beer's not cold. <laughs> you know, my beer's not cold. The the mountains aren't blue. The, you know... Okay, so without me reading However, into this four-page packet, how does yeah, the technology yeah. work, do you know? So, well, no, I don't... It, you just twist the can. And you it, just twist the can. It, it has uh, patented... So it's not... I guess my biggest concern would be right off the bat, is it going to affect the flavor of the contents? No. Okay, so we're talking about just the can itself being uh, some kind of unique design. The only thing I can think of that gets cold that quickly is nitrogen, or what is that? It's a CO2-based CO2. chill can. So there's gas in there. That's 100% recyclable. Uh, it's uh, about 95% uh, aluminum with only about 5% of plastic involved. So everything's recyclable. Well, I mean, if anyone's ever seen Jurassic Park, I mean, that's how they <laughs> kept the dinosaur embryos cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's pretty cool technology. Is it coming to a store near us? Is it at the back here? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, they actually signed a deal with the NHL down in Tampa. And, uh, you know, that they're going to have one of their products in there. 
for them. So they're starting to get this thing moving down okay, the road. So moving into the market. I kind of like the idea though, for you know some of these countries that don't have that don't have access to refrigeration uh, readily available to them. Well, a lot uh, of countries just don't use refrigeration. Like I, um, I have friends who live in Italy and stuff like that, and uh, their grandparents, their cousins. A refrigerator is kind of a novelty out there, um, from what I understand. I mean, we're Americans, we're kind of used to having it uh, all the time. But, oh, yeah. But uh, When we know, want it. Right, when we want it. But when I guess maybe in Europe it's a little less common. Again, I can't speak to it completely. But um, So, yeah, maybe in areas of the world where a cold beverage is a little bit harder to come by. Uh, yeah. Be so if you're interested in the CAD, you could uh, look up the uh, Joseph Company uh, International or West Coast Chill at West Coast chill.com i'm gonna explain more about uh, the chill can uh gew launched the uh next generation of uv monitors uh basically the system monitors each uv lamp up to uh with five sensors which takes a measurement uh, every second the data is uh, acquired to tie back to a control panel easy easy to use system uh to make sure that you're not uh, under curing your uv products uh during the process okay that'll be cool technology and actually come to think of it um next week we are having a guest on to talk specifically about uv chemistry uv led and things like that we're going to do a whole show on uv uh specifically kind of delving into you know its popularity in the market and the differences between you know, I'm getting a lot of questions. We get a lot of questions constantly about, you know, what's the difference between UV and LED? What are the benefits of it? Um, also, electron beam. There's, you know, we're going to talk about all those things. So that's going to be a good show. I have having to study up a little bit on that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the gentleman that we're having in is just a little bit very educated. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. Um, Why he would come in here and talk to us, I have no idea. Oh, because he's a nice man. It's fantastic. <laughs> Okay, Utico partners with Kodak for the new hybrid press. Um, a new hybrid press, uh, the Sapphire Evo, has been launched by Utico, which has partnered with Kodak to combine the capabilities of Flexo, Gravier, and Digital Inks. So I'm just going to go ahead and read this portion because I think it covers, uh, sums this up pretty well. This is from an article in uh, FlexoTech. So at the, press, at the press launch in Utico's facility, East Verona, when our customers are asking for short runs and marketing campaigns with variable data printing, um, not only in black and white for QR codes, but for promotional activities, we needed to do something that was a little, a little different, right? So with this machine, all our conventional printing customers can go into these markets for short runs with variable data, but at the same time still service the long-run markets they already survey, uh, they already are serving. So it sounds like by incorporating Codex digital printing into this, you have your long runs for Flexo, obviously, and Gravier, which are typically those type of things. And in one footprint, you can click on the so digital So you don't have three different machines. Right, I mean, you don't have three different machines. Yeah, exactly. which is taking up space on your on your floor. You've got uh, basically a machine that does all three different types, Flexo, Gravier, and digital, Yeah. all within yeah. You know, the same, I, I would assume, the same footprint as a... Or maybe a little bit bigger than a 12 color. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Gravier presses and, and you know flexible presses, when you're talking about you know CI and things like that, they get big. So, okay, so cool. Um, Utico partners with Kodak. That's on uh, Flexo Tech. So uh, Flexo Concepts is going to be at uh, InfoFlex this year. They're talking about uh, 
their new uh, Dr. Blade systems at the uh, last longer than steel blades. Um, you can see them at InfoFlex in about two weeks. That, but the really cool thing that I found about uh, Flexo Concepts is that in November of uh, 2017, they completed uh, basically installing a solar renewable energy system, which basically runs their entire facility off of solar energy. Uh, the install, which included 850 panels on the roof, uh, 40, 40 power inverters, and all the materials required to connect energy to the building and the electric grid was completed over a five-month period. Uh, they create about enough energy to service about 30 average-sized homes in the U.S. I mean, you want to talk about a zero footprint, 100% uh, uh, green technology. Well, there yeah. you go. There you go. That that ties into what we were talking about last week. So you're a week late to that conversation. Nice, <laughs> right. nice research. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I'll have to talk to my staff about that. Okay, well, that is very good. Good for them. So the Lego Group aims for 100% sustainable packaging by 2025. Like Legos? Legos. Like the ones you yes, like the step ones... on in the middle of the night? <laughs> Absolutely. And believe me, actually, my kids are young, so that happens pretty often. Ouch. But uh, ambitions include replacing single-use disposable plastics and finding recycled or sustainable sources, bio-based materials for all plastic-based packaging. So I guess what they're saying is um, their packaging is going to be 100% sustainable. Okay. Um but the blocks are not until, let's just here. By 2025, our aim is that no Lego packaging parts have to end up in a landfill. Packaging will be made from renewable or recycled material and will be easy for consumers to recycle. So this is packaging parts. It doesn't say product itself. Am I missing something? No, I mean, I mean, basically what they say in here is that Lego bricks are designed to be reused and handed down throughout the generations. So you don't ever throw them away. No, no. So they're recycled in a different manner. Well, they are recycled. They're recycled by, I don't by know, by the Legos once. Because, honestly, so this there's probably a lot of truth. You're always missing that one piece, you're, though. I was going to say. You're, you're missing that one. <laughs> right. Like you're you building you a castle, new. and then you're like, ah! I, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of truth to this. I still have the Legos from when I was a kid. Uh, my son is playing with them. You know, so there is a, a generational thing about Legos. They they just, you know, people like to build things and they're cool. But I think it was Matchbox cars. I had a whole set of Matchbox cars, like the suitcase. Okay. You see the suitcase of Matchbox cars? I I know what Matchbox cars are. I never got into them. No, that wasn't no. my thing. Legos was my thing, and Lincoln Logs. Oh, Lincoln which is Logs. basically similar, but yeah. Anyway, not to get off topic here. One hundred percent of Lego boxes, bags, and special packaging are to be made from recycled and sustainable sourced biomass materials. So there you go. Again, tying back to last week where pretty much everything seems to in this industry seems to be going that way. It has to be recycled. It has to be biodegradable. Um, and it has to be renewable. Yeah, I mean, it has to be renewable. It has to be efficient. Uh, you know, I mean, it has to be able to make it through the, the system. It just can't add to uh, sometimes oh, no, when you create you packaging. Don't, you know what? Biodegradable Legos themselves, because that wouldn't definitely rest the three right. generations. Who wants that? <laughs> wouldn't last through the generation. Your castle would start to degrade in front of your eyes. <laughs> All right, so TMI introduces enhanced coefficient of friction tester. Is that the name of the company? TMI? TMI, Too much testing, information? Machines. <laughs> testing Machines Incorporated. I actually like the name because it tells you everything you need to know about the company sure. right off the bat. 
So they have launched its new enhanced 32-76E, less sexy name, That's coefficient sexy. friction COF tester with added peel testing capabilities. So basically you have a coefficient friction tester, a peel tester, uh, and so it says includes 180-degree peel and T-peel measurements uh, and meets ASTM D3330 standards. Um, so it actually has a digital screen on the, uh, on the front of it. And half the reason I bring this up is because we just bought one. I know. It's a nice little toy. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, we've been you wouldn't want to see a bunch of lab guys, you know, just all really excited, right. you know, buy a new toy exactly. and put it in there. And put a touch screen, give a software, and put a touch screen <laughs> thing on it. We've been right. doing more COF testing than I, I know Ooh. what to do with. And, of course, we're getting into T-Pale testing and all that. So if you're looking for a custom coating that needs to meet very strict COF uh, testing criteria, go ahead and give us a call. This machine is really cool. And we are always looking for an excuse to play with it. That's right. <laughs> okay, so moving on from that, Coca-Cola Japan introduces the world's first frozen Coke squeeze pouches. So these look like any other pouch you would say, but it's actually been in development, from what I understand, for uh, about 10 years. Yeah. Got the, so the country that brought us Godzilla is freezing Coca-Cola freezing now? Coca-Cola, right. And I guess it took them eight years to develop because they went through 100 <laughs> prototypes trying to get the formula right. Um, Basically, what this article reads as the flavor changes when it freezes because of the you know the ice crystallizes and the, the Coca-Cola flavor can get a little too intense, um, or it could be slightly watered down. So it took them eight years to get it right, and now they launched. Uh, the frozen pouches went on sale April 16th for 130 yen, about a buck 22 in uh, U.S. dollars. Uh, resealable. Customers are advised to massage their pouches to get their desired degree of crunch and slushiness. That sounds gross. Um, well, it's, it says here, for people who want to take them home and put them in their own freezers, they can buy them in bulk. Uh, frozen soda slushies, handy such. Frozen soda It's kind of like a Slurpee. It says it has the, uh, what does it say? <laughs> sherbet. It has the, that's what they're saying. It's um, the consistency of sherbet. So frozen Coke pouches, basically you pull them out, you crack them open, and you get a sh- sherbet smoothie slushy mm. thing. Yeah, all right, so that's in news. Moving on. Page 10. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on to a serious subject. This is my favorite. Yeah. Obviously, uh, the situation in Puerto Rico uh, following Hurricane Maria and Hurricane Irma is really, uh, it's not getting much better. Uh, There's a lot of difficulties with their electricity system there, but uh, one of the problems that they're having is with water yeah, and having clean water. Yeah, getting fresh water to to the masses out there who have been, um, you know, they lost their homes. Um, there's Clean water is not exactly uh, easy to come by. And uh, in the flexible packaging arena, people are coming up with a way to kind of solve that problem. So this is a product that was uh, in the development for two years, and it's uh, specifically di- designed for re- relief effort. Yeah, they really don't have a name for it other than uh, the pouch. Uh, Flare Flexible Packaging and Sawyer Products came together uh, and created this pouch that not only can transport the water, but is uh, both you know portable, but it filters out contaminants from otherwise unsanitary water. Right. So the picture on the front of this is a, is a gentleman. Basically, you see a flexible pouch like you would see any other, and he's filling up water out of a, a mud pit. And Basically. through this mud pit, um, this this flexible pouch here is basically designed to be easily held and very durable. You fill up this water out of the mud pit, and then you go ahead and you hold it up, um, and the, the gravity filters it, 
and filters out all the particulates uh, above 0.1 micron and uh, basically makes it drinkable portable water, yeah. potable water. Sorry. I mean, when you think about hurricane reliefs or e any kind of disaster, I mean, the first thing the news shows you is these forklifts with pallets of bottled water that they're trying to get into the area. Right. I mean, that's not only uh, cumbersome, but I'm sure it's expensive. It's expensive to ship uh, across the country. Yeah, ship it across I mean, the country. Across I mean, the world, I mean. Sorry. Right. <laughs> and so to have these pouches when they're empty, uh, I mean, I don't know, you could probably put two, three hundred of them in a box pretty easy. Yeah, start passing them out. And start passing them out, and uh, people can have portable water. I mean, it's been a huge and crucial element to the Red Cross's relief efforts in Puerto Rico, for sure. Yeah. So, I'm just going to read here, uh, R.J. Foster's Flair's Marketing Communication Specialist. Uh, says, uh, this unprecedented pouch is equipped with specialized fitments, spouts, and handles to facilitate easy filling in a variety of situations, uh, thorough filtration using customers' advanced membrane technology, and reliable strength that withstands rigorous and or extremely adverse environmental conditions. I mean, quite frankly, if this doesn't get the Flexo Packaging Award yeah, next year, for 2018, uh, yeah. you know, something's going on. So um, anyway, just keeping it in the mind's eye, uh, this relief effort is ongoing, so if you want to donate, please go to redcross.org. Absolutely. And uh, make a donation. Okay, so before we close out here today, I'm going to talk about a couple of shout-outs. First to Harper uh, for receiving their ISO certification 2015. They were previously uh, certified, um, but the ISO 9001 2015 version is, uh, requires greater involvement of senior management, broader understanding of supply chains, and more focus on stakeholders, not just customers' expectations. So if you're not familiar with ISO 9000, that is a quality management system. And this just uh, is just shows that Harper is maintaining its uh, quality, which they have always shown in our industry. Good guys over there. I think that's it, unless you have anything else to add, Tom. Yeah, I do. I, I actually do have one last thing. Uh, this week, Krispy Kreme dared to walk the path recently, and... What does this have to do with Flexo News? Well, it has nothing to do with Flexo News, but it does have to do with Krispy oh. Kreme donuts, which are delicious. Uh, to be fair, not and, everything we talk about here is Flexo. And, and, and nearly <laughs> 2 million people casted their vote, and they actually came up with, now look, I'm a Krispy Kreme donut lover, and I believe that the glazed donut is the best. However, they've come up with, they voted on lemon glaze. Which is a bad thing? Well, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I don't think it's a great thing either. I don't think you mess with something that's been fantastic. I'd be interested to see actually where they pooled those votes from. Like if it was mostly in Canada or you got a little, little bit into, you know, Well, East two million Coast. people. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, but two million people. Where is, where is Krispy Kreme popular? Do you know? Is it's it in the South. There? It is a South thing. Yeah, it's a South. You okay. know, here it's, you know, up this way, it's uh, Dunkin' right. Donuts. Right. But, you know, once you get uh, into Tennessee and, and South, it's uh, it's Krispy Kreme Krispy all the Kreme's way. Everywhere. And they're delish. Yeah. When the light's on, it says hot, it's time to go. <laughs> but anyway, from April 23rd uh, through the 29th at Krispy Kreme locations in the U.S. and Canada, you can uh, get lemon glaze. And so that's my one last thing. There you go. Well, that's a good way to end as any. <laughs> all right. Well, be sure to look us up at interactiveinks.com. Head over to the podcast page. Uh, thank you very much for listening and make it a great day.